need to crack one. I'm like itching for one. Yeah, pass one over this way. And I'm gonna put in this nice new can koozie too. Damn. Let's go. This for a Viper Fest. Mm. Next episode is gonna have to entirely be on that. But yeah, I know. Special guest this episode. We do have a special guest today. We have this awesome guy named Drake Ricky. So Drake, a little story behind him. He'll dive into it more. Drake was one of our. He was our first employee. Yeah. He was our first employee on payroll at Viper. And I don't even know who Drake was, if I'm being honest, when we first hired him. Because you had a good relationship with my brother and my dad. Yep, and yep. they're like, we're at this point where we needed a welder. And then they're like, hey, we know Drake. He used to work at Rich Machine Design. And just kind of was like, all right, bring him on. So welcome, Drake, to the podcast. Thank Happy you. Thank you for having me. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah, it's going to be fun. It's going to be exciting. First of the day. Yeah, dude. It's so good. So, yeah, I just kind of want to dive in. We're kind of on a time crunch on this one, so I want to make it short, sweet, to the point of bringing on our first employee and kind of get it from your point of view also of coming on team with an organization that was just started. Yeah. And that's a kind of risky endeavor. So let me give you a little backstory first on where Drake came from like how we brought him on board, then you could tell a little bit about yourself, what you did before, and then uh, we can bounce from there. So it was uh, literally right when we moved in, like we talked about in the previous podcast, right when we moved into our first facility, and we're at a point where we needed to do welding in-house. And we had my dad, currently, he was retired, doing the welding for us. And it got to a point where he's like, this is too much for me, guys. You guys have to bring somebody else in because I don't, want to weld when i'm retired i want to be retired mm-hmm. and that's where we're um i asked him and dylan my brother okay who could we bring on who can we at least work part-time because we can't afford a full-time person yet and they're like drake drake was is the the best welder in two rivers he teaches a lot of old guys how to weld that they get got that story about that one guy getting pissed off that you're a better welder than <laughs> oh, him. Yeah. But uh, he was a super talented, young, smart kid. And uh, you were kind of job hopping at that point, too. And mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, cool. Bring him in. Let's let's talk it over. And we talked for a little bit. And right away, we had a connection. And it's like, hey, man, you want to do part-time? And we'll do 20 bucks an hour. And or I think it was actually like 18 or something like that. It was low. And you're like, all right, cool. So what year was this? 2000, 2018 or 19? Uh, 2020. Was it? 2020? Yep, a couple months will be like the first time I ever welded any parts. Yeah, so 2020 he was doing so. backrests and rails. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we, we brought him on. It was a massive risk for us because we couldn't pay somebody $18 an hour, but we needed it welded, you know? And that actually was a big pushing point for us to want to bring more sales in. But we brought Drake on. And it was one of the best decisions we've made as an organization because Drake is an absolute stud. This kid's young, he's hungry, and he wants to absolutely dominate this world. When did Thank you, you. When did you hear that. about Viper? Or like how, I guess? Um, it was my last couple of weeks I gave my notice at RMD, your father's company. Um, and I, at the time, he was still doing engineering there along with Dylan. Um, they're like, He said, hey, I got this company my sons and I are starting. I'm doing the welding. I don't really want to do it uh, much anymore. If you're interested, uh, I'll give you my number. Dylan can talk to you. 
we'll get in touch. And then slowly through the weeks went on, got in touch. I went up to Chris's place a couple times. And then, yeah, Dane and I met at the facility in, uh, on the other side of Green Bay, a little 3,200 square foot facility. And Dude. plopped my welder down, a couple little plastic saw bucks and yeah. The, the, the stories he has from like moving to Green Bay and biking like 18 yeah. miles to work is, is uh, how far was it? Uh, 12 and a half one way. Yeah. So I put almost <laughs> 3,000 miles on my 10 speed Dude, over that summer. There were times when it was like pitch black out and you're, you'd look at us. I'm like, dude, I could give you a ride home. You're like, yeah, but then I don't have a bike. I don't have a ride to work in the morning. <laughs> yep. And I'm going to ride home. And I was like, all right, man. And you sent me a picture at night. You're just drenched. <laughs> but got home. Hey, there were some nights I would check, and it would be like a 32-minute window yeah. of no rain in Green Bay. And I'm like, it's a 38-minute bike if I give it hell. Yeah. And I would make it there before the rain got me. Yep. Dude, that's nuts. But, yeah. Yeah. That was you, the start of it. You did, you did not live close to that facility at all at the time. No, complete opposite end of Green Bay. Yeah, yeah it yeah. was. It was. So you were at Rush Machine Design. Then where were you working? Because you didn't go come full-time until I think it was around like two months. It was it was a bit, actually. Yeah. Um, so I was leaving RMD because I moved up here to Green Bay. Uh, just living situations changed. Didn't want to do the commute anymore. Uh, I got a job at a local uh, metal shop company uh, here in Green Bay doing some pretty high-end stainless TIG work, kind of nuclear government, uh, more side of things. And then we were doing part-time. Uh, wasn't working out with Lindquist or my previous employer. Uh, so started picking up more part-time jobs, little side gigs. I was doing my own side welding for a while and then started cooking mm -hmm. at Stella's. Yep. So I was part-time, well, full-time at uh, my main welding job coming after work, doing a couple hours during the week. Yep. And then weekends doing Stella's cooking. And then I gave up the full time to pursue another side welding gig just to pers pursue different options in mm -hmm. life and figure out what I wanted. Yeah. And also in hopes that Viper would become what it is today. Yeah. So, so even though it wasn't an easy option, like what, like what drew you towards like making that trip every day, like to Viper? Like was there something that you felt or like, was there a gut instinct that you had or you just did it because it was the easiest thing or? I mean, probably a combination of all of them, just where I wasn't in, in life, just I was pretty young, mm -hmm. both in age and mind. So I was just kind of doing whatever my heart desired at the time, jumping around in life. Um, and then, I mean, day one being the first employee, it's just the vision of what it could be and being able to like build up something of your own within the company itself. Mm -hmm. So just, I mean, starting off as we brought in more parts and kind of started to bring more of the actual fabrication in-house, I was able to set my quality of standard and push that on and help mm -hmm. inspire others as we grew the team. Yeah, it was, it was super cool. I mean, Drake became a brother throughout the entire time, like from the first time we met, and we just had that trust right off the get-go. And when you were coming in later to, to come weld for part-time, it didn't even cross my mind of the thought of not being there and you being there. It was like, I know he's getting stuff done because I walk in the morning and there's 20 backrests welded and rails wel welded ready to go. Mm -hmm. And like that trust continued to build over, like continual every single month over two, what, three years now. And it's been just awesome. Even to see like your, your personal growth, like you can't, 
when we when we first brought you on board, you had a tough point in your life. Yeah. You know, you, you're, yeah. Seemed like you were confused. Didn't really know where you wanted, what you wanted to do, where your life was going, and it was super cool to to grow with you throughout the entire time. And, Agreed. Um, it's just so cool to see who you've become today, and the you took the advantage of us being a young company and seeing what it could be and putting the time and effort into it, not only in the beginning, but still every single day, because now you're, you're continuing to grow in the organization is the coolest thing to see. Yeah, inside and out. And right. like you said, being able to grow with each other, I think that's the biggest thing is, I mean, seeing the, the drive you've had from the start just mm -hmm. every day. I mean, he was pushing me to start working out from day one yeah and even when we would see each other twice a week maybe twice a month yeah we were just always motivating you know Absolutely. each other and just trying to build something out of it so yeah it was no it was just a it was fun it was a fun experience too um, because it taught me a lot of the side of holding accountability and i can't hold account people accountable if i'm not holding myself accountable and at that point it was i was trying to find myself also so before I could feel confident to say, hey, Drake, you know, we need to do this or I want to help you grow here, I had to have been doing that in my own life also. So that's things people don't see in the back end, but, like, that's the only way I can allow, like, personal development for each and every one of you guys and yeah. feel confident to push you guys because I know that I'm doing everything I can do too to level up also and to level up with you alongside each and every one of you guys. For sure. Yeah, we're all learning together. Yeah. So. But um, yeah, you came on. So coming on to the organization, you, I remember it was at, it was at a point too where you were working. Where where were you at before? You're you're at another welding position, and yep. I remember you came to us and you you asked us, all right, what are we gonna do here? Because I at this point you're going double at two different positions. You're like I'm kind of getting stressed out with how much work I'm doing. I need kind of a decision, and you laid it on us of like, okay, are you gonna bring me on full time or I'm gonna either have to go full-time here because you were at a job during the day coming to viper after then you were cooking yep. after well, that as well yeah. <laughs> so i don't blame you for, for putting that on us and it was at a point where we're like okay let's let's do it. let's just go full-time let's commit on this gate because he's willing to grow and he's like a phenomenal welder around here mm -hmm. so from your point point of view like how was that coming on to a new company especially young like being the first employee on it you know like where where was your headspace at sure i mean um just we spoke about the vision of what it could be you know that's obviously in the forefront um but just being able to uh explore my craft and prove my worth and have it be recognized and listened to and heard um being so young in the fabrication and, and manufacturing industry it's not often that you know you're seen as experienced or, or whether you have the experience young or not you know tenure is usually what's seen mm -hmm. you know how many years do you have whether it's good years or not people look at that age and the amount of time you've been spent spending in the field and they judge based off of that what you're capable of and for for me the first time that i was able to you know really blossom in what i was doing was at viper mm -hmm. you know you guys gave me the reins to take over everything we were doing fab and put my spin on it and take it to the next level. So oh, yeah, love that. And you guys, I pushed you and Levi hard to start your social medias. And cause I, I saw the industry, the fabrication and welding industry, like you were saying, it's, it's oh, typically it's a lot of 
the older demographic. And mm-hmm. there is there aren't really a lot of young welders that are as talented as you guys are on social media. Of course there are there definitely are some, but mm-hmm. there's the mass amount that are at an older older age demographic. So you guys had I saw you and Levi, your personalities, like how good you guys are on camera. You guys have to start promoting more on social media and get out there because there's other young individuals that are welding also that need to feel inspired by somebody their age that they can relate to. I'm actually curious because so you obviously now lead part of the team. Mm -hmm. um, And a lot of the guys back there are pretty young. Yep. You know, and I think we have some of the best, like, well-done products out there. You know, the rails and rods always look fantastic. How do you how do you teach somebody, you know, like, you don't have the tenure, right? But you've right. clearly got the knowledge. How do, you, how do you pass that down in a way that, like, keeps your standard? I mean, I think Dane kind of just touched on it now, just being relatable and being able to just get along and have a good vibe together. Um, that in itself does a ton for inspiration you know seeing someone that you can look up to doing well and then them wanting to push it onto you you almost want to take it and grab it and not let it float away so i think that goes a long way as well as just i mean as the years have gone on and what we've built here um like you say it's social media is i mean levi's doing pretty darn good for himself on instagram yeah sponsored by uh funny uh i think that's came oh. and gone oh did but, it okay i mean he's he's tight yeah. with a ton of big yeah. wigs in the fabrication industry and he's got a lot of connections and made a lot of good good friends through uh instagram so i think all of that just seeing the success of everyone around here and sh- mm-hmm. showing that you know if you really put your mind to something and improve upon it day by day i mean you'll get there mm-hmm. so i think that's a big part of it is just using what we've been able to accomplish as you know anyone can do this mm-hmm. so you're fully capable it's whether you want it or not yeah yeah you you and leave are especially are phenomenal teachers like you can take somebody a lot of the people we interview not many of them actually know how to TIG, mm-hmm. and that especially with what we're welding the stainless steel is difficult to weld for it sure takes a craft and art and practice and time and how quickly you guys are able to take somebody that has very little skill on TIG. And within a month, I'll go back there and check the wells that they're doing, and they're just as good as what you guys are doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's, awesome. how it's insane. that's how you know it's it quality insane. when you can't spot the difference between two different welders doing the same job. Like, And you guys are great. Like, So seeing somebody else that just started in a month, I would give it longer than that. It's probably like two months, three months to get up to what you guys are doing. But you walk back there, and it's comparable to the quality of, mm-hmm. of theirs, and that's impressive. Yeah, I mean, Kale, for example, he's, I think his 30 days today or tomorrow. Yeah. So he's been here a month, and when he came in for his test, like you mentioned, that's he's never- already, that's 30 days. Right. right? Damn, I feel like I he just hired off. Yesterday. That's insane. But uh, he never TIG welded before, so he had a MIG welding job just doing kind of basic jig welding stuff, um, and he never had TIG welded, and so in his interview and weld test, I gave him some pointers, ran a couple demo welds, he gave it a shot, and but I mean, he's a natural, and mm-hmm. he's taken every bit of advice that Levi's given him in the training process. Yeah, he's been asking around. Mitchell's been helping out. It's just a good atmosphere, and he's, I mean, he's laying yeah. stuff like you said. It's only a month in, and he's laying welds comparable to yeah. some of the ones that yeah, the year, two-year vets are putting down. So it's awesome, uh, and that from an organization standpoint too. The level of craft and the ability that you guys are able to teach other people helps our decision making so much, especially in the interview process. It relieves the pressure 
because it's like I said, it's difficult to find very well TIG welders in this area, mm-hmm. and especially that fits our group, our demographic, mm-hmm. our our cu- culture. And knowing that if we bring somebody in and all they know is MIG, that there's no doubt they're going to learn Mike it. Yeah. Oh, how yeah. to be the best TIG welder. <laughs> you for know, sure. So just yeah. like, from your standpoint, that helps us a ton on our end for decision making of, okay, I don't care if you just learn how to TIG or even just learn how to MIG, the guys back there will teach you. Mm-hmm. So if, if you're an outside welder right now in the Green Bay, Wisconsin area, and you want to become better, <laughs> like, I would come join our team because the shit you can learn here, man, you won't learn anywhere else. And yeah. especially in the timeline that, that you learn it also. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and there's a there's a whole fabrication process on the backside outside of just welding. You know, we yeah. we do all of our, our production in-house in terms of the, the metal fabrication. So there's a lot of crafts that go into it outside of welding, whether that's polishing or just general, I mean, clean machinery usage yeah. and work all that you know right we we push each other and whenever someone surpasses the level of someone else in the room it's like <laughs> fuel right like yeah. oh, oh you oh i'll lay one better than that yeah and then i'll, I'll lay one better than that so it's yeah. never a like a competition we're all it is but a constructive competition we're always trying to push each other right so, so. with that being said how do you feel like your job from beginning to now has evolved and like like are you like, like, what's most exciting about at like Viper as we continue to grow? I mean, it's constant, but change. We always have change going on here. We're always growing at mm-hmm. an insane rate, so there's never anything that's getting old, so to speak. It's always new, whether it's machinery coming in, uh, personnel. Hundred percent true. Yeah, it's crazy. We rearrange a shop every three months, you know. So I think just it's super nice to come in and keep it fresh and i think what's changed since the start is just the management side of things you know growing into the the fabrication manager position that rather than just being the welder mm-hmm. um been taking on more responsibilities of just holding myself accountable like dane mentioned as well as the more back-end kind of things seeing how we can overall you know promote growth within the department to to benefit viper and everyone mm-hmm. within that department how can we push everyone to be better whether that's in the work they're doing the life they live outside of here mm-hmm. um, all that i think it's developed into more of a kind of inspirational leadership um, position more so than just coming in and getting getting parts welded yeah um i want to touch on that a little bit of you started off as just obviously the only welder and uh continued your craft and continued to push yourself to new limits, especially with everything that you had going on at home. You, mm-hmm. There's a lot, I want, which I want to touch on also, of the last three years and even before that, you went through a lot of shit. And yep. the challenges that you face, but also use that as energy to help push your growth and momentum here at Viper, which now Drake is the welding and fabrication manager, manage a team of, is it seven? Seven, seven now. now we got a couple guys starting soon, so, so we've seven, been growing. Seven to 10 within the next month, I would say. Yep. And you are 23 just 23 turned. That's a lot old. in two, three years. Right. Like a lot. It's crazy. So 23-year-old, and you're managing uh, about 10 people in a large organization that's a lot, and there's a lot of stress on that aspect. So how did you overcome or push yourself, especially through everything that you kind of went through, which 
I want you to touch base on to get to where you are right now. Sure. I mean, yeah, I've had hardships growing up, not the greatest, you know, family environment and culture, stuff going on with parents, siblings, whatnot. Um, so early on, just in high school, always gravitated towards work. And, you know, at the time being young, it was probably a negative thing, just pushing off mm-hmm. what I needed to process and just working through it, um, always keeping busy. So I think that kind of helped me develop a go-getter mindset because I was, mm-hmm. in a sense, running from my problems that I needed to, needed to deal with. So always working, always pushing for more. Right. And I think, you know, as the years have gone on, as we've grown together, been able to translate that into a motivational, you know, perspective. Like, so you're not working to feel that fire, to feel that, like, regret or, like, like I, don't, I guess I don't know what I would call it. But yeah. rather you're, you're feeling it with, like... It's kind of what we talk about all the time on like the training and development on Monday yeah. mornings of taking all the energy that you have, whether it be good or bad. Tip, I, I'm a massive advocate of negative energy or bad shit that's going on in your life is the most powerful energy, even more than when good things happen. It's easy to, to work out mm-hmm. and to eat healthy when things are going good. Mm-hmm. What's hard is when things are going terribly to use that energy and to grow in the in, in the, those areas. Yeah. Then you start to see when things start to go good again, you look back at the last previous point when it was good, like, holy shit, I'm miles ahead of where I was. And that is going to continue year after year, yeah, month after month after I'm, month till you're I'm curious because like, I, like, bear in my soul. Like, I went through some stuff that wasn't so easy lately. Mm-hmm. And, like, I always felt like I was doing well. And then, like it sort of opens your eyes to the opportunity that like, okay, there's actually something else I can be doing right now. Mm-hmm. Like that's more, or that will get me to the next level. Like, how do you maintain that mindset or like that outlet? Like mm-hmm. after times become good, you know, yeah. after things like fall back into a routine and like, you know, like we it, all get so used to like our day to day. How, like, how do you? It's, it's called, it's, it's complacency and no matter how good you are, you always fall into it. Mm-hmm. And I will will contest, I was in it like probably the last month where things just, you're not, you're not pushing yourself to limits you could be doing. Mm-hmm. You know, you stop doing the things that you used to be doing because you're comfortable where you're at. It's comfortable, it's, your bed's nice and warm at 4.30 in the morning, you don't have to work out, you feel good right now. Or you worked out last month, you don't have to work so, out this month, so it's like, it's it's literally a trigger in your head where you have to push yourself beyond the limits. And when you're tired, know that everyone is tired and that there is a gym full of people right now getting after it and you're not. Or there is somebody working later at night and you are not. So, so even I think even if you don't slip, like how do you how do you recognize that you can do more like without realizing that you're doing less like. You, so you want to know what you do is you throw a massive festival like Viper Fest. <laughs> so to give you an example, we we were that's, we, that's certainly a way to do you, it. You have to <laughs> you have yeah. to shake your life up, like you have to you have to. So Irwin, I want a massive plug to Erwin McManus. Everybody, that's who I've been sending mm-hmm. you lately. My gosh, is this dude powerful? And his words of wisdom helped me through some of the hardest times. And he says. One thing that I say every single morning now is I want to live a life so big that if God doesn't get me, I'm dead. Or if God isn't there with me, I'm dead. Mm-hmm. And that's what I want to do. 
I want to live like every single day. I want to push to that next level, take massive calculated risks and do everything we possibly can because that's that adventure point. So you were just saying before is it's constantly changing. Mm -hmm. That's because we're always doing new things. We're not getting complacent. Mm -hmm. One, we have one machine out there. We need two because we could cut costs on this one. Is it going to work out? I don't know. <laughs> like that's that's the thing is I think everybody. I don't want to say everybody. I think a lot a large number of people will not do things because they're scared of what it could be, and that's where they don't have the faith. You have to have the faith. You have to have the trust. Like you have to know that God has you, and everything is going to be fine. Mm -hmm. It always is. Look at the, what you came through. Look at everything you went through right now, and some of the hardest times. Yep. In those times, I bet you're like, I will never make it through this. Oh, 100%. You did. Most of the time. Now look at where you are. And then like it's at the moment that you get past it that you realize, like, wow, I was making that out to be more than what it ever was. Dude, right? every single every time. Every single time. You get through it, and you're like, why was I, why was I why focusing? Was I yeah. Like, right. I just needed to keep going. Exactly. Like Mike says, just keep going. Exactly. And I think that holds a ton of value. And using that to, like build yourself mm -hmm. so like that plays into a lot of what I was doing as we were you know growing was I realized okay I'm sick of living in this misery so to speak mm -hmm. and I'm using this energy to do good but it's not in the right aspects mm -hmm. I'm I'm progressing in my career but that's my hyper focus right you know I have nothing else no other paths in my mind no balance going on so I think that was a big part of growing into the position as well as just outside of work and outside of Viper alongside Viper was you know learning to use that energy not just for growth in one aspect but a good balance and figuring out where you need to you know devote that energy yeah. to in order to build See, and I think the more times you go through bad scenarios or things that you think are bad, the easier it becomes in the future when you go through a scenario like that. So like what you just went through, I knew everything was going to be fine. And mm -hmm. I'm not going to say I'm glad it happened, but dude, you were so much stronger after it happened than you were even it's, before I, it happened. Yeah, <laughs> you know? so, it's weird because I think every time you like fall down or every time you, you get knocked down, like there is an opportunity to like get back up and fucking Viper has been the place where like I've talked to so many people here about it and like mm -hmm. just got back from Colorado and Alex and I talked for ages while climbing a mountain and like I've never felt more supported and yeah. it, mm -hmm. like I don't know if I would have ever experienced this if I hadn't gone through the shit that I went through so it's like yeah, I do. Alex is a guy to go to too like yeah the dude dude is extremely knowledgeable and like he he's got some great life advice too he's he's been through some shit and like he's got some good good feedback to offer. Yeah. So that, that trip that you guys took, I'm so glad you guys took that. Yeah. That, that's exactly what you guys needed. It but was. Honestly, like overcoming overcoming the bad situations in your life. Alex did a phenomenal job, or is did and is doing a phenomenal job of this. Also, he's going through sh some shit for the last year and a half, two years, and instead of allowing that to overcome his life, he's gonna say he he made a massive pivot. And mm -hmm. we're like, I'm not going to let this control my life. Instead, I'm going to use this to become the best father I possibly can, to become the best worker at Viper I possibly can, to grow Viper to that next level, to grow myself to that next level. Like that, what he did encouraged me and Dylan to continue to advance. So you start to see that it's a massive snowball effect. When I see you doing better, that encourages me to do better. When I do better, maybe it encourages Drake 
Drake to do better. Yeah. It's a constant cycle. So whenever you're going through some hardship, man, join the club. Everybody goes through it. It's just life. And it's never going to stop. No matter how successful, and you shouldn't fucking want it to stop. You shouldn't no. want it to stop because no. it means you're fucking dead. It's an opportunity, exactly. Yeah, so or you're just, not growing. Just yeah. have. All I can say on that is be faithful and have trust. And you have. It's okay to feel depressed in those times, but don't let it consume your life. You have to continue to move on and use that energy to, towards something that is going to continue to advance you. Plain and simple. Take yeah. massive risks. Do it. You know, whether yep. you're in an organization or not, like if you're in an organization, make it do something different and see if it works out. Maybe it won't. Yeah. But like that's maybe it will. more than likely it might not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Maybe but... it will. Like that's the thing is we want to allow you guys to take massive risks in here and try new things. Do I know if it's going to work? Hell no. I have no idea. I hope it does. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there's only one way to find out. Mm-hmm. Right. So one thing real, real quick on a on a side tangent. I don't like to get like religious on it, but okay, you go back to the story of uh, David and Goliath when David uses a slingshot to kill Goliath. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know why that worked? Because he left the armor. Exactly, he dropped the armor, but everybody else was doing the same thing over and over, trying to attack with the same strategy, using more armor, using bigger swords. But Goliath is a monster, and he dominated everybody. So he's like, I'm not gonna do what everybody else has been doing. And if you look at that from the same standpoint of what we're currently doing with Viper, is we're different than everybody else. I don't want to be the same that mm-hmm. every other company is doing. I don't want you guys to be doing the same things that every other employees at organizations are doing. I want you guys to try new things. Drop your armor and pick up the freaking slingshot. Try it. <laughs> you know, That's the only way we're going to continue to advance to where people look at us as a notable brand in overseas. And like, how the hell did you guys do it? We just did it differently. Mm-hmm. We did it differently. We just tried different stuff. We tried different shit. And know? a lot of it didn't work. Yeah, yeah. exactly. A the, lot of it didn't work. The but... nine, nine of the ten things failed, but that one it got us, got us a little further ahead. Yeah. You know? If you never, or if you never do, you'll never know, right? Exactly. It's been hearing that one since day one. Right. Had that posted up on a whiteboard in the old shop. Yeah, man. If you never do, you'll never know. I think that's actually the background of my lock screen right now. Hold on. Is Give me one sec. Yeah, let me. That's a Dano quote yeah, right there. Not, it's, so, okay, here's here's what it is. What are you doing? What are you going to do when a thousand other people uh, want what you want? Which right. is, it's the same thing, right? Like, what are you going to do differently? Right. Like, Exactly. Yeah. So that's, that's just the mentality I always have. If I'd be lying to you if I said this ViperFest thing wasn't the most anxious, <laughs> worrisome thing after we did it. It's like, damn, do we bite off more than we could chew? <laughs> and it's like, maybe, but now we're in it. Like, yeah. There's no going yep. back now. You Just can't cancel. So it. it's like, okay, now what can we do to make this thing as big as we possibly can? Will it flop? I don't know, but it'd be a hell of a party for everyone here. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. Like, at a, at a story we could go down with. But that's that's what I think. I don't think people are living adventurous enough. I think... People get complacent with their lives. They do the same things. They meet with the same people. And that is okay if you're in grind mode. But also, even if you're in grind mode, switch it up every now and then. Go oh. to a different restaurant. Go to a different gym. Go do different workouts. Try different foods. Like You have to switch up your life and li- and do things adventurous in order to have that creativity and growth and not getting complacent. Yeah, yeah. I've heard this analogy, and I, I like to think about it and use it, but it's like snowboarding, you know. Powder lays down, everyone's carving the snow, and there's all these lines that get made. And no matter how much you try to start a new line, eventually halfway down the mountain you find yourself 
st- st- in, a, in someone's old, old line, line yeah, right? right? And until there's fresh powder laid down on the slopes, until you can carve a new line. So you yeah. have to be able to see that and lay your own fresh powder yeah. and then to that. allow yourself to yeah. carve your own new line. Otherwise, yeah, you're just going to keep falling into the same old stuff. Right. So take a weekend and go to Colorado yeah. or mm-hmm. go up north and go backpacking. Dude, yes, absolutely. Get, get something outside yes. of the norm, and it opens your mind up, and it, you can blow up your creativity with it too. That's, so that Erwin McManus thing that you sent me, yeah. I was listening to it again this morning, and he said, like, Dude, if you're eating at the same restaurants, if yeah. you're like going to the same place, if you make yourself coffee every morning, like yeah. get out of get out of, out of a routine a little bit. Like right. you know, switch it up. Try a restaurant you wouldn't have eaten at before. Like yeah. find that new creativity that like something that's gonna spark it. Like I've never gone rock climbing before and Alex right. and I went while we were in Colorado. Right. Fucking love it. Like Yeah. <laughs> so that that is one thing I wanna say is I'm just kinda a lot of the stuff I'm saying right now I'm regurgitating from that early Yeah. Day. So if you want But it's fucking po- good. It is so good and I can't get it on my head and I live buy it ever since i heard that go to erwin mcmanus it's mosaic and then it's uh how to explore your creativity or something like that mm-hmm. it's 45 minutes long listen to it it is amazing and it'll, it'll open your mind so he gives a scenario he's talking with this business owner the successful business owner and he comes to him he's like i i feel like i'm not creative anymore i'm not having the marketing ideas that i used to and erwin's like okay where do you where do you work every day he's like at home He's like, okay, where do you eat every day? Well, I just eat at home. He's like, okay, where do you go for coffee? Same spot. He's like, I make it, I make it at home myself. He's like, okay, so you work at home, you jump on a bed, you work at home, you eat the same food, you eat, drink the same coffee. He's like, that's a boring life. Do something different. Go into the office. It's so weird. Go to a different cafe. Eat somebody. Eat somewhere. It's little things like that to switch your life up to make it to make it more create. Like to help you more adventurous to be more creative. It's so weird because I've heard that before, but I actually used to do this thing when I worked at the news station. I I hated my fucking job. Like it was one of the worst things I've ever done. And so on my way home, I would, it was a a straight shot. You just take like one road. I drove back to my parents' place because I lived with them at the time. And like, I would just start taking side roads because I was like, I've, I don't know any of these fucking streets. Like, right. so I would just take a random left turn and it would be an extra quarter mile to an extra half mile out of my way. And I would just, I, j- I would just start driving them because there's right. nothing else I looked forward to in, in yeah, my man. day. And like, you know, I put on some music or listen to a podcast and I would just take a different road home because I yeah. wanted something new. Yeah. And exactly. I, like, I guess it never clicked in my head until like I listened to it again, but like if you want to be creative or like do something different, you have to like You have to change. see different yeah. things. Yes, yeah. 100%. Yeah. yeah, so if you ever are presented an opportunity or want to try something new, ask yourself this, why not? So when we did, the day after we locked down the band, I was, uh, I went home, I was, it was like, band says yes, we're coming, I'm on cloud nine, I'm pumped. Then the drive home came, and reality hit of like, holy shit, this is a lot. Do we just, <laughs> what if, what if no one shows up? What if the band sucks? What if they, what, 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 what? And it, they just, this pile of what ifs just surrounded me. The next morning I woke up and I'm like, in my head, I'm like, did we do the right thing? Did we do the right thing? Like, should we cancel? And there's this blue Corvette C8 and it's got blacked out windows. You cannot see in it. And it was the weirdest, it was the craziest thing as I'm driving and I see it. And like, I'm not trying to catch up to it, but I eventually get, get to it. That doesn't surprise me. And I see, the, <laughs> I see the license plate. It says, why not? 
and it turns off literally right when I'm side by side with it. Damn. It turns off. And I'm like, dude, let's do it. Why not? Dude, like, it's, it's not? so weird. Those little coincidences pop up more than you Seriously. like might ever imagine, but you just have to like look for them. The, it, the yeah. license plate says, why not, attraction. dude? I mean, yeah. yeah. It, it's insane. So right there, it's it's like, okay, that was a, that was a sign to me of it's going to be okay. It's going to be all right. Yeah. It's going to be okay. As yeah. it always is. I look at... I look at where we are right now with Viper and some of the struggles we went through coming up. In those moments, we Dylan and I will look at each other like, are we going to make it through this? And a lot of times it's like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't mm. know if we are. But did we? Yes, yes, we did. Yes. A walk order came through. A military order came, came through. We just have to stay faithful and trust that everything is going to be fine. Mm-hmm. But in order... To have things that are going to continue to get you out of tough times, you have to continue to put to work in every single day. You cannot lay around and expect things to happen or things to fall in properly. Like you have, it's it's a it's a two way street. You know, you want things to go good for you, you have to put the time in mm-hmm. over and over and over and over. Not just for a week, not just for a month. Every freaking day. The person you see Literally. driving the C8 with tinted windows with a license, a custom license right. plate, did not get lucky. No. No. He did it over and over for 10 years, 20 years, 30 years. Yes. Over and over again. And he got kicked in the nuts every single day, but he just kept going. He's got the cup. Literally. Yeah. So people just give up too quickly. When life, when the going gets tough, you just yeah. have to keep going. That's it. So that's, that's why I answer to your question of how do you not get complacent? Keep going. Have trust. Try new things. Be adventurous. Take, take massive risks. Take on more than you can chew. More than you can yeah. chew. Well, then you get you. Just start chewing. Just go. Just start chewing. Start chewing. So, yeah, I I mean, that was a little side-winded thing. Drake, it's been awesome to see how much you've grown in the last three years, um, especially seeing where you came from and all the one-on-ones we've had and personal development we've had. You've I don't think I've ever told you, you've pushed me a lot to continue to want to grow and become a better person, become a better manager after seeing you take what I've said and make yourself better also. Um, like having you on, a, on the team and especially your trust in us at the early point when we were nothing. It was a small little shop and you had that trust in us. You saw the vision that we saw and like I just thank you for that and yeah, I appreciate that. And for sure. Um, like I want to continue to see you grow every single day here and continue to grow from well manager to who even knows what. Yeah. Like, wherever it, the it sky's takes the limit us. at this point. You know, maybe there might be a well team of a hundred. I hope. A well defamed team of a hundred. That'd be sick. You know? so, That'd be really sick. That'd be well, really cool. We'd be so capable. Off, it isn't. So I just want to say thank you for everything you've you've done for this organization and even just done personally. Like I love love having you as a brother and Dude, super excited to continue to see your girl. You're welcome, and thank you guys for everything that we've been doing here. Yeah, man. I know it's – see, I kind of laugh in my head when you're like, oh, you're and we were nothing. But, like, it literally all comes back to perspective because, like, at that point, coming on part-time on the books and then immediately into full-time, yeah, like, that was everything. Yeah. So it wasn't nothing. True. So – it was cool. It was like, still, I go back to that moment of that landlord saying, oh, you guys are just, you guys are selling chairs. We'll go month to month. We'll just go month to month. Fuck you. Yeah, dude. Whatever. Uh, but yeah, yeah, man. Thank you for everything. 
thanks for coming on the podcast. Thanks um, for having me. This was fun. Yeah, man, this is awesome. Cheers, bro. Cheers again. Cheers, guys. And for anyone to listening, Wednesday. we are having a massive festival called Viper Fest. We will have a car show starting at 10 a.m. We have the road closed, so cars will be in the road. We'll have local food trucks there. We'll have uh, beverages served by uh, Black Saddle Salon. Saloon. Saloon. Here. <laughs> but, they don't do Black hair. Black Saddle they do Saloon drinks. Yeah. here at Green Bay. Um, we will be having private welding classes and private detailing classes. So the detailing classes are sponsored and held by Adams Polishes. They're going to go over how to wash a car, how to dry a car, how to polish a car, and how to ceramic coat a car. Nice. The welding is still being put in place, but we have some exciting news coming soon on that aspect. Don't want to miss out on these private classes. On top of that, we'll be having a burnout pit that is open to the public as well, along with local bands. Smoke Road is an awesome upcoming band here in Wisconsin. And most notably, we will be having a national performance our last night. These guys are blowing up over 2.5 million subscribers on YouTube. They're crushing it. They are coming here to the Green Bay. They, they won't be coming back for a couple years, so don't miss your chance to come and see these guys. It's going to be an awesome event, an awesome performance. ViperFest, September 30th, starts at 10 a.m. Tickets are available. Should be available when this podcast launches, so go to ViperFest.com. Thanks, guys. All right, that's it. We're Thank all you. done. Go weld some shit.